Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. And on today's show, we're going to discuss some significant changes in retirement planning and how those changes could affect you regarding the Secure Act 2.0. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Giels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark, a certified financial planner. He's a fiduciary. He is independent, and you'll find him at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com, the website. And, of course, you've been helping folks for, well, 30-plus years. Mark, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good, thanks. You know, we talk about uh, we 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 talk about we talked about the Secure Act. I think before it became fashionable to talk about it, and so and, well, and we, we said it was coming. Well, you know, we said it was and, coming. Uh, it's and, getting and it's and it's closer. It is. Well, on Secure Act 2.0, I mean that was uh, what initially uh, sent to the House back in March. Um, and uh, four fourteen to five was this vote. So obviously bipartisan. People like it. And, and, right. and Mark, your opinion, I mean, Secure Act 1.0 did, a, did or the first one did, did stuff, but this one seems to have a lot more positive pieces to it. Well, you know, every time they pass legislation, of course, um, it, it is something that you should be, be paying attention to uh, to see if it's something that you need to change, alter, or amend your current plans. But this one really, I think, um, does help uh, in planning, but of course, Every time that Congress enacts new retirement legislation or new tax legislation, it creates opportunities and it creates pitfalls and also planning opportunities. And this one maybe creates more opportunities than pitfalls, uh, but it does create planning opportunities and it's things that you want to pay attention to whether you are retired or going to retire or are even younger than that. Um, I think the Secure Act, the the last one, I think maybe had more retirement um, 
things in it than mm-hmm. this one. This, this one maybe has more um, relevant to people who are currently working or who are younger that maybe has some advantageous things in it when that is that what you would say too that's, or? that's my take on it as well i mean for example they you know they've waived the 10 percent penalty if you if you're terminally ill and i realize that's a that's a big problem but but that but again those kinds of things are what they're addressing this time like you said for people who are working or just you know better ways to manage that retirement account Right. It's maybe some common sense things that you would think, well, I mean, why why wouldn't that have been in there? You know, like waiving, you know, 10% early withdrawal uh, on your IRA or 401k if you're terminally ill. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that just is common sense to be able to, you know, let people have their, their money out. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things it does is it, it, it helps really participants – you know, people participate in their plans because it auto enrolls uh, and then automatically increases the contribution rate that, you know, a participant is inside of their 401k plan. And so the, what do they call it? The Rise and Shine Act requires plans to offer automatic enrollment. Uh, Rise and shine. Yes. every three years unless they knew unless they opt out so that means that even if they opted out the first time three years later they're automatically going to be opted back in unless they opt out again right well i can't imagine which is kind of good because some people are like you know what i just started this job and i've got all these expenses i really can't afford to contribute and then they end up just forgetting to re-enroll in the plan so i think this is really a good thing that you know okay three years goes by person still hasn't enrolled in their 401k plan they're still at the employer yet now all of a sudden you know they're they're going to automatically you know re-enroll again um and maybe by that time they maybe have felt a little bit more secure maybe in their in their job uh outlook you know they got three years seniority at the company and mm-hmm. yeah well and of and course like- they're matching their matching formula then um i don't know if that would be three years then too i would guess so yeah suppose so, yeah they're they'd be if there's a vesting schedule, um, you'd already have three years with a vesting in there, so you'd be getting a, a chunk of whatever the employer's match was if they did have a vesting schedule. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Sure it does. And, you know, I think it's interesting, uh, you know, the first SECURE Act up to the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72, and now this <laughs> one takes it a little bit further. Yeah, this is this is the one that's going to be, you know, when I, re- when I originally read this, you had a discussion in the office, um, Dana and I, another advisor, and he uh, said, well, geez, this is like the, the Social Security, um, you know, if you're born in 1953 or before, you can still elect the spousal, um, the spousal uh, election, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, you can file and suspend and claim your spousal benefit for Social Security. Um, you know, those strategies. And so they're phased in over, you know, depending upon how old you, this is kind of the same way, but now you've got, you know, minimum distributions, you know, effective for people who reach age 72 after the end of this year increases to age 73 uh, for 2022, for 2028, uh, for those people who um, are not 73 yet. And then age 74, you know, this is the next one, and then age 75, and it all depends upon when you were born. Mm-hmm. So you've got to kind of figure out, okay, if you're born between these years or these years or these years, uh, and if you are, you know, 
born in this year, well, you now you have to take it at 72. But if you're born in these years, you have to take it at 73. And if these years, 74. So that's going to be fun. Is to, that a good uh, thing or a bad thing in your opinion? No, I mean, it's just it just complicates things more. Okay. Um, you know, I don't I don't think it's either here or there. All right. Um, I think it's good for us as advisors because um, people will, will will seek out advice because they're like, I don't know when I'm supposed to take my required minimum distribution anymore. It could be 73. It could be 74. It could be 75. Which one is it? You know, and how do I plan for that? So we'll figure that out. Well, yeah. Well, and that's why we rely on you. You're an independent fiduciary advisor, and therefore, you know, we can rely on you to make sure that that happens so that we don't get that fine. But they're also talking about doing away, not doing away, but decreasing the uh, that fine that penalty if you forget to take an rmd yeah there's a there's a excise tax is what they call it if you've forgotten to take your required minimum distribution and that would decrease from 50 percent because that's what it is so let's say you're supposed to take five thousand dollars and you forgot to take it well the tax on not taking the five thousand is a 50 percent penalty you know that's massive and you still have to take it yet as, as you know. yeah and pay the tax. So basically, if you're in a high tax bracket, you could pay 100% of your distribution could be wiped out in form of taxes and excise taxes and so forth. And that's reducing to 25%. And it's going to 10% if it's corrected quickly. Um, you know, in other words, if you find it, you know, I don't know what quickly is in terms of the uh, IRS. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think quickly for the IRS is probably three years. You know, because <laughs> yes, that's about, I think you're right. Yeah, because that's about the length of time it takes for them to reply back to anything that you send to them. So, I mean, that's just yeah. That's just that's just the way it is with the IRS. I, it's the way it is right now. Yeah, I, I know mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally, um, you know, correspondence with the IRS. I mean, they're not even done with the tax returns yet for from some people that have filed months ago. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. It is crazy, and and I think so. So if corrected quickly, so yeah, definition of quickly to the IRS is probably a different definition of quickly that you and I would use. So <laughs> just, keep that in, so. just keep that in mind. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think, too, that that working with you and, and working with, the, with EFS and what you guys do, I don't ever have to worry about taking an RMD. You're, you're going to make sure it happens. Yeah, and what, we're, and what we do and, and what you want to do as as investors and retirees is you want to figure out what's going to be beneficial for you, uh, what what strategy works well for you in that, in that age uh, that you're currently at. And, you know, I think the benefit for everybody out there that's listening, you know, I think the benefit is, is, you know, RMDs are, are being pushed back to a later age when you have to take them, which gives you more opportunity for planning strategies. You know, remember, it used to be age 70 and a half. Well, yeah, you're going to have to start taking required minimum distributions. Now it's 72, and eventually it's going to be 75. So that gives you, you know, an extra five years to take distributions, make Roth conversions, um, you know, to structure distributions based upon taxes because re remember the other thing that the secure act 1.0 did was it eliminated the ability of your beneficiaries to stretch out your iras so it used to be hey you know you'd pass away your children inherit it and maybe they'd have 20 to 30 years before they'd have to you know eliminate or they had 20 to 30 years in, in which to take distributions 
on those retirement plans. Well, now it's 10 years. And so what, what, I, what I teach people is in some of the classes that we have, I got a picture of um, a um, pack of dynamite with a clock on top of it <laughs> because your IRA can be a, you know, a tax bomb. Yes. You know, so you've built up all of this money. Well, now instead of stretching it out over 20 years, you know, now it's compressed. And and really your beneficiaries, if they're not careful, because you don't have to take distributions each year, you could delay those distributions until the 10th year. But then you'd have to take a lump sum. And you'd have to take it all and pay all of the taxes all at once. And so by pushing back these required minimum distributions to age 75, what you really have to look at is, you know, what should I be doing for, you know, conversions of existing IRAs in relationship to what the totality of taxes are going to be paid over time? And looking at what your tax rates are, what your beneficiaries' tax rates may be, how many beneficiaries is that money going to be spread out amongst? All those questions are uh, important. And one of the other things uh, the, of the changes, um, you know, not only the RMDs, but they've uh, rearranged the catch-up contributions. And even if you're a little bit older, they give you a chance to save even more. Right. And, you know, so there's various catch-up contributions for those 55 or older. Um, and then there's another catch-up contribution, or I should say catch-up contribution for those 50 and older, mm -hmm. and another catch-up contribution that increases for those 60 to 63 uh, or 62 to 64 up to $10,000 in addition indexed for inflation. Um, and so that's kind of a big deal, and that's something that, you know, if you're going to be moving into those ages and you're still working, um, it allows you to control more so of your tax uh, and your contributions. Well, I um, like the fact that it's indexed for inflation. I mean, that's a big deal. That, that to me, says well, it is that today, right? Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's, it could make a huge difference. Right. Um, and then, you know, you've got um, the permission to allow employees to elect to have their employers matching contributions made to their Roth as well. And so, that's one thing that you'll have to remember probably to change if you're already contributing money to your Roth, uh, because I don't know if it's going to be automatic. You know, so your employer's contributing money into the plan. It's going into uh, the, the pre-tax portion of your 401k, and your Roth is going into the after-tax portion or the tax-free portion of your 401k. Well, now it's going to allow the employee to elect to put their employer contribution into that as well. Well, that's a huge deal. That's a big change, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't allowed before. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, almost everything in here, you know, there's no negativities here in this plan. That's what I thought, um, too. Yeah, and in the SECURE Act 1.0, there were some negativities, you know, in terms of eliminating the stretch option um, and a couple other things that I thought that weren't, that were more restrictive you know, not less restrictive. Here right. there's less restrictive, more choices. Um, you know, they're going to allow annuities inside of the plan to, um, you know, allow different things. So annuities purchased with the retirement plans that begin at a specific age and meet certain other requirements 
will not be taken into account for required minimum distributions. Oh. Um, you know, these are called QLACs, um, Qualified Longevity Annuities. It's just a way to simply reduce those required minimum distributions. And that's going to increase what you can put into those uh, products up to $200,000. Um, you know, it's one thing that, that, you know, I think it's really beneficial, you know, qualified longevity annuity contracts for two purposes, two reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it allows you to not have to take distributions, so it reduces your taxes. And it also, you know, puts insurance into place for, you know, future distributions, you know, to kind of structure your retirement plan as a future bucket of not having to worry about running out of money because you've, you know, basically pre-funded a later bucket of money with this qualified longevity annuity contract. There hasn't been very many good ones out there, Steve, I have to be perfectly honest with you, because almost all of them are calculations that were based upon interest rates. And interest rates were zero for a long time. Right. And so they're a combination of interest rates and mortality. And, you know, I have not looked at these here recently. You know, I, I will, you know, I will look at them more so. And I think annuities in general um, are becoming super, um, you know, front and center now with interest rates moving up. Um, I mean, the rates on some fixed annuities, um, you, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen these rates on fixed annuities in, in over two decades. And so, wow. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 interest rates are are you know equivalent to where you know the Fed's been raising interest rates. So right. I can't I don't want to quote any interest rates because they'll go stale uh, afterwards. But but they have become more attractive. There's a lot more money flowing into them uh, in terms of just as a place to park money. You know, in even a, a three year fixed annuity, you know, versus earning nothing on savings of all this cash that's been built up. Uh, and I think QLACs, you know, qualified longevity annuity contracts have their place. And it's something that, you know, if it makes sense, and especially with all of these other changes, and again, it's like everything else, don't don't take my, my uh, advice like a Susie Orman uh, show and run out there and do it because, you know, hey, he said that you heard this on this financial show. No, you know, it might apply to maybe only 5 to 10% of people. Um, you know, in the other 90%, it doesn't make sense to do. But again, how do you know if you're that 5 to 10% if you aren't even aware it even exists or nobody's brought it up to you or you haven't even looked at it? So it's something you have to look at and see if it applies to you. Sure. That's the most important thing of all planning. Well, and that's why it's good to sit down and, and have these conversations. And then once that plan's put together, time for those reviews. And I know that it's coming up on the fall here. Those are when you really do a lot of your uh, client reviews, don't you? Yeah, it, you know, and it, you know, we double check and triple check and make sure that we've we've distributed the required minimum distributions that we uh, are supposed to, uh, even though it's not our responsibility. And that's one thing that you have to be aware. Um, it's not your advisor's responsibility uh, or your custodian's responsibility uh, that you take your required minimum distribution. They notify you of what it is for the account. They make you aware that it is what it is. But they don't force you to take it. That's up to you to make sure you withdraw the proper amount. Now, our firm, we, we look at that as a value-added service 
you know, to make sure that we're sitting down and making sure we help you calculate out what that required minimum distribution is, what account should you take it from, uh, and make sure you, you're in compliance with that requirement if you meet that age requirement for having to take that required minimum distribution. You're making it complicated, Mark, and I know it's complicated, but that's, that's but you make it, the, the complicated, you make it sound a little bit easier than, and that's where I think people rely on you for that. Yeah, and it's all part of the planning process, you know, and so we, we just wanted to bring up and talk about, you know, a few of the changes that we see coming down the pike yet. Uh, I do think that this uh, legislation will be law by the end of the year. Uh, we'll have more details, of course, once it's signed into law, because they can always amend it, make a couple changes here or there, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think the bulk of it is going to stay as it is, because it's just it's just a good uh, it's just a good bill. And like you said uh, earlier, you know, it was voted 414 to five. You know, in the House. I mean, that's pretty bipartisan, I would say. <laughs> pretty much, um, especially for, in today's environment. For five people to vote against it, they probably just vote against everything. You know? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. Just to be different. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who those people are, right? Yes, they, of course. They do. never agree with anything. Yes. Um, but, you know, these are just some of the proposed changes. We talked about, you know, things that would apply to that uh, on today's show. And uh, so if the Senate passes the Retirement Security and Savings Act, um, they'll probably reconcile it, um, make a few changes here and there. But I think it'll pretty much be the way it is. And we'll bring it back up and talk about it uh, when that happens and maybe delve into some more specific planning details and strategies at that point. Sure, that sounds good because that I mean, it could happen before the end of the year. So, I mean, again, we'll, we'll certainly keep our eye on it. And I'm relying on you to make sure that, uh, <laughs> that we don't miss that. Yep. Yeah, and that's all I've got today. And thank you for uh, tuning in. And, and uh, yeah, this is all good info. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.